Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Welcome back to the High on Life podcast. I'm so happy to be with you. I have a special little guest sitting with me as I record today, my littlest guy. Now, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see him, and I've asked him to be very quiet, but if you watch this on YouTube, you will see his cute little face because he wants to be with mommy today, and so we're just going to go with it, and hopefully the sound is okay. We're going to talk about urge surfing. I'm really excited to bring this to you. I have some really good tips for those of you who are struggling with urges and cravings, and it's probably one of the number one issues I hear from clients is like, I'm really struggling with urges and cravings. What do I do about this? So we're going to talk about urge surfing. But before we do, I want to read a review from a listener who goes by Love Lion. I know who you are. She's a wonderful member of our program, the Best Weight Program. She says, Dr. Sasha High's podcast and her program continue to help me in my life's journey of health and wellness. I am no longer a victim of diet culture and restrictive eating plans. Challenging my thoughts and changing my mindset has been the key. Yes, thank you, Love Lion, for this wonderful review. And of course, she gave me the lovely five stars that I love to see. I truly appreciate when you leave a review. And it uh, really helps me to reach more women with this message to empower them. So thank you. All right, let's jump in. So last night I was in Kitchener. I was giving a talk to a group of family doctors and nurse practitioners in that area teaching them about obesity and how we practice in our program. And the way these things work, it's a CME, which continuing medical education. So it's a CME event where there's a speaker and, you know, there's a group of doctors and we meet at a restaurant and I give a talk. And then afterwards, and while I'm talking, everyone's eating dinner. And so usually I end up having dinner after I've finished speaking. And I always ask for my dessert to go. So this is what I did last night. So I asked for the chocolate brownie to go and they put it in a container for me. And I had to drive home at about 10 o'clock at night from Kitchener, where I was giving this talk to Mississauga. So it was about an hour and 10 minutes. And the whole time I have a chocolate brownie in a box in the seat next to me. And even as I got into the car and I put this brownie down, my brain is like, you should definitely eat this. You deserve it. You just gave a great talk. I get really hyped up when I speak. I love public speaking, so I get really hyped up. I was feeling good. Of course, my brain is like, yes, you deserve a reward for doing such a wonderful job. So I'm scrounging in my glove box to see if I have a fork. Of course, I didn't. And I was like, okay, should I just go for it with my hands? Like, I'm just going to do it. And then my mind's like, no, 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 you can't debase yourself like that. And, And then my mind's like, it might be a little dangerous to eat this brownie with my hands while driving 120 kilometers on the highway. So I'm like having all this mental chatter about, should I have this thing? I'm having this this desire for it. And you know, my mouth starts watering. So I just took a moment to pause. And in that moment of pause, I realized I am not even hungry. In fact, I'm actually a little uncomfortable because I ate late and my tummy isn't super happy. Like I've got some IBS. So I frequently have belly discomfort if I'm not careful. 
And then I thought, you know what? The me of tomorrow is really going to be thankful if I don't eat this right now. And then the other side of my brain is like, but I really want to. It's going to taste good. And I don't get dessert that often. So there's all this chit chat going back and forth. What I am describing, for those of you who can relate, is called an urge. An urge is a strong desire or impulse. So I was having an urge, a very strong desire and impulse to eat this chocolate brownie. And for those of you who don't know me, I like sweets. Like, I do. I, my brain gets lit up when, when there are especially like homemade baked goods. I'm not really a fan of like junk food, like process that you buy from a store. But if it's made at a restaurant or someone home bakes it, I am all about that. Like my brain just wants it. So when you experience an urge, there are three different responses that you can have to an urge. The first response is to indulge it or give in. And this is what most of us do. We have an urge or a craving, and it compels us to take action. So we go and we eat the food to make the discomfort of the urge go away. That is one way of responding to an urge. That is what most of us do. Many people don't even realize that there are other options. There are other ways to handle an urge aside from giving into it. Sorry for the sound effects from my little guy. And so we eat, even though we aren't physically hungry. And then we feel like we can't even control ourselves. And then that perpetuates the myth that we have no self-control. Note the word myth. Okay, so the first response to an urge is to indulge it or give in to it. The second response to an urge is to resist it. This is when you fight with all of your willpower to try not to give in. This usually feels very tense. It perhaps feels anxious. When you try to resist urges, it can drive a lot of anxiety about having urges and cravings because you know that your willpower is only going to hold out for so long and eventually you're going to cave, right? Like that's how that feels. Resisting it also is what happens when you have a lot of thoughts driving a lot of desire about how good the food is going to be, how it's going to taste so yummy, how everyone else gets to eat this stuff, but you can't, how you deserve it. When there's a lot of mental chatter that is creating over-desire for a food, then not eating it is going to feel like you're resisting. And eventually, you're going to give in because there's a discordance between what your thoughts and beliefs about the food are causing you to feel, which is all the desire, and the choice you're trying to make. Okay, so that's the second option, which is resisting it. Now, the third option, for those of you watching on YouTube, my little guy just fell asleep in my lap. Okay, it's okay. You can go to sleep. The third option is to allow it. Allowing it is different from resisting because it doesn't involve white knuckling with willpower. Allowing it means observing it, noticing how it feels in your body. It's experiencing the urge all the way through from start to end, seeing it crest and fall without indulging it by eating. Allowing it does not require the same willpower as resisting it because it involves an aligning of your thoughts and your beliefs about the food with the choices that you're trying to make. So it's aligning your thoughts with your behaviors. Now, here's what I mean. When you're allowing an urge, you're not fighting with it. You're not fighting with your body and you're not fighting with your brain. You're noticing the experience of the urge. And you're also noticing the thoughts you're having that are driving the desire. And then there's a conscious reframing of the thoughts to align with the choice that you want to make to not eat the food. 
And that might mean reminding yourself of why you're choosing not to eat, how that choice aligns with your values, and that you're making this choice out of love for yourself and not out of punishment. The third response, allowing it, is what I want to teach you today. It's what we teach our clients in our Best Weight program. And it's the power of allowing an urge through a process called urge surfing. Now, I did not make this up, so I cannot take credit for it. Urge surfing is a fairly common phrase in the psychotherapy community. Now, why is it called urge surfing? I want you to imagine a wave out in the ocean. As it develops, it starts as this small swell. And as the swell grows, as the power of the water mounts, it keeps on growing as it comes close to shore until it peaks with all its power and all this momentum that's built up. And it's really intense as it's speaking. And that's the moment that the surfer is trying to catch it, right? And then it crashes and the power dissipates and then the wave is gone. This is the same way that urges and cravings behave. An urge will start as this little nag. Perhaps it's just this little thought of like, hmm, that would really taste good, right? That brownie is going to taste good. And then there's going to be a physical sensation. Now, I wonder if you've ever taken the time to characterize the physical sensation of an urge. I know for so many people, they can't actually even identify what an urge feels like because they're so used to just, you know, they have the urge, they indulge the urge, they make it go away really quickly. If you ask them like what it feels like, there's a, they don't even know. They can't even kind of describe it. And that was certainly the case for me in the past. But now I've learned what an urge feels like. When I have an urge, the sensation usually is in my mouth. My mouth will kind of water a little. It's almost this anticip- anticipatory salivation that happens as my mind is like thinking about the food. And often I feel a bit antsy. It's like I want to get up and I want to pace to go and get the treat in the pantry or the fridge. Like I, I just need to, I want, like there's this drawing of wanting to get up and go. That's kind of what it feels like for me. So that's it. It's, it's saliva and it's feeling antsy, right? Like that's, that's what an urge is if you kind of break it down to the most basic form. And it's probably like, it's so basic. And yet it's one of the biggest fears Of many of my clients, it's like, how do I deal with these urges and cravings? It's because they think they need to deal with it with willpower. And they know that willpower only lasts a short amount of time. So we need to learn to actually just observe, just watch the urge, not resist it, but just allow it all the way through with curiosity and let it subside. So that's what I decided to do as I was driving home last night. I noticed my desire for the brownie. I observed the physical sensation, the salivation, the antsy feeling. I noticed the intensity. And then after a few moments, it went away. And I got distracted. I was listening to a podcast. And then a while later, I remembered the brownie in the seat next to me again. And the same thing would happen. I'd have this urge to eat it. I'd notice all these thoughts about like, yes, you should open the box. Yeah, yeah, you can eat it with your hands. And my mind's like, how am I going to keep the crumbs off of my white blouse? Like I'm going through all of this. And then I'm noticing my mouth water and then I'm feeling antsy and I'm just letting it subside, feeling all of it, not fighting with it, just noticing it. And the other key piece of this is that while I'm doing all of this of noticing the physical sensation, I'm reminding myself of why I'm making this choice. I could eat the brownie if I wanted to. There was no one in the car with me. No one would have known. I could totally have done it. But I knew that the me of tomorrow would be so appreciative to the me of today for making the choice not to eat it. And I remembered that I want to be a product of my product. 
right? I want to practice what I teach my clients. And I reminded myself of the normalcy of having this desire, the normalcy of my brain wanting the brownie. It does not mean that anything has gone wrong. It just means I have a normal functioning brain doing what human brains do, right? And I compassionately allowed myself to experience the urge and just be really curious about it and just notice it all the while reminding myself of why I'm making this choice to just let it be there without giving into it. So here are three steps to urge surfing. So the first step is when you first notice the urge arising to give yourself a moment of pause. This is probably the most critical step because if you don't catch that moment, if you don't catch the pause, it's too late, right? You'll just indulge the urge. The opportunity is gone. It happens so, so quick. But if you can just notice the urge then before responding, there's an opportunity to pause. Natea, who is another coach in our Best Week program, she calls this the compassion pause because it really is taking a moment to pause and compassionately explore what do I really want right now? And that's step two, is asking yourself that question. What do I really want right now? And that is when your brain can kick in and you can actually think and consider, do I really want this? Is this what I'm really needing? Or am I actually just fatigued? Maybe I just need to go to sleep right now. Or maybe I'm feeling really stressed out and I need to practice some self-soothing measures right now because I've had a really rough day. Or maybe I want to celebrate and I want to give myself reward because I've had a great day and I just need to like affirm myself and give myself that reward by telling myself I've done a great job, right? So there's so many different options of what you could really need. But if you don't take that moment to ask yourself, you'll always be filling that, that gap with food, right? And if we want to stop overeating, we need to learn not to fix problems or not to treat issues, or not to, you know, treat even celebrations always with food, right? Because that will become the crutch. So what do I really want right now? We explore that in the most compassionate way. And that is the opportunity of aligning your thoughts with your choice. That was where, you know, if you're giving a lot of airtime to like, but it's going to taste so good. And I love the flavor and brownies are so delicious. And, you know, oh, especially baked. And there's probably some like really nice whipped cream on top. Like if you're if you're giving a lot of mental real estate to thoughts like that, you, those thoughts are just going to drive a lot of over-desire. So you have to learn the practice of reframing to, you know what, what's really important to me? How do I, what's the, who am I, what's the life that I want to create? And why do I want to make this choice in the most compassionate and kind way for myself? Why is it really important for me to make this choice right now that might feel uncomfortable and that's okay, right? So you're aligning your thoughts with the choice that you want to make. You're bringing them into concordance instead of having discordance. And then the third step is just observing the urge. I promise you urges do not last forever, especially if you learn the process of allowing them instead of resisting them. The urge will perhaps last maybe 20 minutes. That's kind of what the research shows is that it lasts about 20 minutes. That's when it, you know, it's going to peak like the wave and then crests and then it breaks and then it dissipates. And most of us never ride it through to the end because as soon as it becomes that intense, then we're eating to make it go away. But if we can just ride it through, it will pass. And it doesn't have to feel like you're white knuckling it with willpower either. It can feel like you're just kind of noticing and you're really curious and you're compassionately being like, yeah, of course, of course, I'm having an urge. Of course, my brain wants this. That's totally normal physiology. 
my brain is designed to, to get lit up when I eat sugar, right? So that's how we can do this compassionately. So this is the beautiful and powerful work that we do with our clients in the Best Weight Program. This is life-changing work. And it takes you, this is what takes you beyond the restriction and the deprivation and the white knuckling and fearing the day that your willpower runs out. And this is what I want for you. So I want you to try this and I want you to give these steps a try. Maybe you've never even considered that this is an option before. And if you learn this, you will never have to diet for another day in your life, right? We need to move beyond dieting. We need to move towards honoring our bodies and making the best choices that are so loving for ourselves. And if you're listening to this and you've been on the fence about joining us, today is your day. I want to help you. So go to www.highmetaboliclinic.com slash BWP. That stands for Best Weight Program. So BWP and let's do this. All right. Thank you so much for listening. My lovely friends have a wonderful week. I'm going to put this guy down for a nap because he's fast asleep in my arms. I will talk to you really soon. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.